0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Genocide News Now, a weekly news update from the Anti-Genocide Coffee Break, a multinational podcast. I am your host, Lea Peria, and you can find us at www.lemkininstitute.com, as well as on Patreon, Spotify, and iTunes. All the news and action items mentioned in the podcast are available on our website. Now, let's dive into the news. Over the summer, the Lemkin Institute for Genocide Prevention and the Regional Center for Human Rights partnered to submit a communication to the International Criminal Court charging Russia with genocide for the forcible transfer of Ukrainian children. This communication was finally submitted on October 25. It was written in response to the many verifiable reports of orphaned Ukrainian children being removed from Ukraine and illegally adopted by Russian families. The communication specifically names Maria Dolva Belova, the Russian presidential commissioner for children's rights, as a perpetrator of genocide in regards to Article 6, Paragraph E of the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court that identifies as an act of genocide the intent to destroy a group through the foreseeable transfer of children from one group to another, in this case, the transfer of Ukrainian children to Russia. The communication can be viewed in its entirety on the Lemkin Institute website and the Ukraine project. Our next news piece comes from Afghanistan. Since the Taliban took back control of the country last year, there has been an increase in systematic violence against the Hazara community. The Hazara are a minority ethnic and religious group native to the Hazaristan region of Afghanistan that has been facing discrimination and violence in Afghanistan for decades. Most recently, on september thirtieth, a suicide attack on the cash education center in Kabul, Afghanistan, left more than thirty five children dead. The Hazara are Shia Muslims in a majority Sunni country. Since the Taliban's takeover, the threat of genocide against the Shia minority has increased dangerously. Due to this danger, Afghanistan's representative to the UN, Nasir Ahmad Faik, has asked the United Nations Committee to investigate the growing instances of what he deliberately called acts of genocide. The Lemkin Institute has released a statement warning that repeated targeting of schools and children strongly suggests the intent to annihilate the Hazara by eliminating the very persons able to ensure the future of the community. The full statement is available on our website under the Statement tab. Next, we have an update on China. China's President Xi Jinping was reinstated for a third term as China's President and Leader of the Communist Party. This happened alongside two amendments to the party's constitution to further strengthen Xi's power. The meeting of the Congress where these changes were announced took a dramatic turn when the former Chinese president, Hu Qintao, was suddenly escorted out of the room. A bold display of Xi's and questioned power. There is speculation that Xi will be given the title of People's Leader, a title that had not been officially used since Mao Zedong, which could suggest that Xi will no longer face term limits. If Xi rises as the People's Leader, he will be a lifelong president and have total control over China's government until he decides to step down, or until his death. Moving on to Bosnia and Herzegovina now, where a documentary directed by Boris Malagorski and called Republika Srpska, The Struggle for Freedom, was broadcasted, although being based on a false narrative of the war that destroyed the country between 1992 and 95, This film represents a clear genocide denial and an outrageous misrepresentation of documented historical facts. Some venues have already cancelled premieres of the film in major cities all over Europe. The mayor of Sarajevo, Benjamin Akaric, urged the mayor of Salzburg, Harold Preneur, to cancel the premiere that was planned in his city, which he did immediately after being explained the false narrative of the documentary. The Lampkin Institute believes that as long as misleading and inflammatory works like this film are made public in Bosnia and Herzegovina and in the Balkan region, the peace and stability of the country, and especially of its Bosniak population, will remain jeopardized. The last piece of news we have for you today is the recent election in Italy. Italy's newest government, led by new Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni, was thrown in on October 22nd. Meloni is Italy's first female Prime Minister and the leader of the party Fratelli d'Italia, which is seen by many as the modern inheritor of Italian fascism. Meloni's party belongs to an alliance with other far-right parties such as Matteo Salvini's far-right Liga Nord or Silvio Berlusconi's Forza Italia. Meloni has appointed Salvini and Antonio Tajani as her two deputy prime ministers. Salvini has a history with being anti-immigration as a former interior minister. Like other fascist parties in Europe, Meloni's party opposes abortion rights, immigration, and LGBTQ rights. While Meloni has stated that she does not plan to change established laws on these issues, Her reassurances have done little to quell the fears of the people who are affected by these issues. That is all we have for this episode of Genocide News Now, but be sure to tune into future episodes and stay up to date on global news. Moreover, be sure to visit our website at www.lemkinginstitute.com for more on our work in the field of genocide prevention. And if you would like to take action and make an individual difference, feel free to take a look at our list of resources on our Take Action page on our website. Thank you for listening and have a great day.